Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Save Your Sanity, help for handling hijackles, those difficult, toxic, and often disturbing people in your life. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler, the Relationship Help Doctor, and I'm here for you. You'll get the insight, skills, strategies, and support to stop tolerating verbal and emotional abuse, whether it's happening now or it happened to you in the past, maybe by a parent, partner, ex, relative, or even a coworker. Time to take life back, to recover and to rediscover you, your values, dreams, desires, and realize them in healthy ways in healthy relationships. I'm so glad you're here. Hello and welcome. If you're joining me for the first time, you're especially welcome and a big thank you and welcome back to those of you who listen regularly. If you get value from Save Your Sanity podcast, and I certainly hope you do because it's what gets me up in the morning to talk to you, uh, please invite your friends. There are lots of people who are suffering in silence and they sure would like to know they're not alone. I'm sure that you have had moments of being feeling alone and you would have been happy earlier to know that this is something that's happened to you and it's happened because you had hijackles in your life. And for those of you who are joining me for the first time, hijackles is my trademark term. I believed we needed a non-clinical term to describe the patterns, traits, cycles, behaviors of these very difficult people. These people don't need a diagnosis. It won't help anyway. We don't need any of those kinds of psychological labels for them. We need to know what are their patterns, what are their traits, what are their cycles, how does it feel to be with them, and all of them can simply be called hijackles, and then we can get on with doing our best next steps. So that's what this program is about. That's why I started Save Your Sanity, is to help you handle hijackles in your life. Whether that was your parent, a partner, a current partner, a past partner, a boss, a coworker, a friend, whomever it is. But <clears throat> today I want to talk about one of the things that makes many people feel less than. And that is that they say, why? Why am I attracting hijackles. What is it about me? Well, I want to address that today. And I don't want you to spend one second beating yourself up about having attracted a hijackle. <clears throat> that ability to do that, the ability you wish didn't have, that ability to do that was ingrained in you when you were young, and you didn't have anything to do with it. So today, I want to give you really clear things to think about so that you can stop the cycle. Because I know it's troubling and it's painful to admit that you have been drawn in and or seduced by a hijackle. And I mean seduced in every way. Aren't they wonderful in the beginning? They're so attracted to you and they believe that everything is perfect and you're the perfect person for them. And it's almost like they can read your soul. They are so wonderful. And you are drawn to them. Why? Because if you had a hijackle parent, you were not validated for who you are. And so when the hijackle shows up in the beginning in their chameleon love bombing state, 
they are so validating. You are the most wonderful person ever. I have just waited for you all my life. I just know that we're going to get married and have beautiful children. In fact, we should have done it yesterday. You know, that's the way it rolls. And so don't spend a moment beating yourself up about it. It's over. Let's just stop it in its tracks. I know it was troubling for me to be attracted to and to attract hijackles into my life. So I know it is for my clients. I have clients all over the world and people come to forrelationshiphelp.com and make appointments with me because we do it all by video conferencing. So I know that all over the world, people are having the same thing. So I want to give you some ideas today about why you are drawn to and why hijackals are drawn to you so that you can consciously recognize what's going on. So one of the major reasons you're drawn to and drawn in by hijackals is because the people who brought you into this life were hurt or hurting. Mom or dad likely had hijackal tendencies, or as in my case, they were full-blown hijackals, one covert and one overt, and lucky me, I'm an only child. So I got both of them, both sets of dysfunction. Woohoo! So another reason is, and why you might attract them, is you were taught to accept poor treatment, to not to expect more from other people, and maybe even that old thing about being seen and not heard. Stay in the background. You'll be lucky if anybody likes you. And they set you up to be potential hijackal prey because hijackals are predators. So you become the unwitting prey that they have hunted. So you view yourself and the world in ways that has been colored by hijackals. And you had no way of knowing that and no way of changing that. As a child, you took in everything that was going on, like all kids do, and you believed it was all about you because that's what children do. That's the level of brain development. Children are omnipotent in their own minds due to those stages of brain development. They believe they are at the center of everything. And we could say that they're egocentric at that stage of life because of their brain development. So here's a little story. You may have heard me say it before, but this is such an example of how the child's brain works. I was working with two small children whose parents had recently divorced. And when I asked the five-year-old daughter if she knew why daddy moved out of the house, five years old now, her response was, because I left my bicycle behind his car and he was mad. Now, obviously, that wasn't the case. However, great example, her level of perception at that stage of her brain development brought her to that conclusion. Now, just think if she goes through life thinking that that is true. It was so wonderful that her mother brought her and her father agreed to have her brought along with her sister so that we could get rid of anything that was lurking in there like that. So when you're young, when parents are happy, you think it's your doing. And when parents are mad, you think it's your fault. And when parents are arguing with each other, you think you can do something about it, even though it's impossible. 
So remember, hijackals don't know they're hijackals. And telling them that they're hijackals, no, no, don't go poking hijackals, because telling them will only be met with denial, astonishment, what's wrong with you, and sometimes rage. Your parents did the best they could with what was going on in their own lives and their own past experience. So it's not about blaming the parents. Let's not get into that. That's a waste of energy. It's about realizing that the model you were shown before the age of 12, and especially before the age of seven, made an impact and an imprint that was mostly subconscious on how you do your life. You didn't set out to be a hijackal or to be drawn one. You were set up for it in your early years. You didn't have language in your most formative years before the age of two. You took in the world through your eyes and your ears and your tongues and your fingers and your noses and you didn't know what anything was for or how things were supposed to be. You just absorbed and adapted and inherited ideas and ways of being and you scoped it out and you felt it out and it's all in there still, good, bad, loving and not, which is why it's really wise once you wake up to this to work with someone and you know you can do that, my initial consultation for a whole hour is $97 for new clients. If that's something that interests you, you can go to fourrelationshiphelp.com slash join and make an appointment because you don't want this stuff stuck in your subconscious, do you? You don't want it affecting your choices in life. You don't want another relationship with a hijackal. I can help with that because hijackals were created by their responses to those patterns and people drawn to hijackals are subconsciously attracted to those patterns because they strike familiar chords within them. Chords that are familiar because of their childhood environments. So here's the sad part. If you're a person who is or has been drawn to a hijackal, you were likely unaware of the early patterns in your life, of course. And if you came to a seminar on how to spot a hijackal in the wild, you would likely say, oh, that's not what I want. I would never be attracted to that. And yet you are, you were, and you may be again, unless you understand exactly what went on in your own life and what is okay and not okay to see the red flag so nothing bad will happen in the future regarding choosing a hijackal. Because those imprints and impacts of your early life will stay with you until you change them. So you're drawn to hijackals because their behavior seems familiar and it feels quote unquote normal to you at very deep levels. Hijackals are drawn to you because they sense that you will accept their need for power and dominance and control because you've already been set up to do it earlier. So, you know, I've written many books about this, and I hope that you'll just go to Amazon and put in my name and you'll find them all because you need to educate yourself about this. You don't want it to happen again, do you? I know you don't, but you do need to do the work so it won't happen again and so that you won't be passing on these tendencies to your children. 
because you are their model, just like hijackal parents were maybe your model. So you want to put a stop to this cycle. So because you're listening to this, there may still be a part of you that's willing to believe that your hijackal doesn't really mean what he or she says or intends and that he or she will change with enough love, time, patience, and care on your part. Now, there are just as many male as female hijackals, so that's why we have to always talk about he and she. You want to believe that these people can change and that you will be the magic person who changes them just because you've invested so much into the relationship. And you may look in the mirror and see that you've turned yourself into a pretzel trying to make them happy or at least trying to not have them yell and find fault and demand and threaten and smash your self-esteem into unrecognizable pieces. You know you can only make the hijackal happy for a few minutes or days at best. You're always on edge, always waiting for the other shoe to drop. Even in those short moments when they're seemingly happy with you, you can't let down, can you? You've always got one eye to see what's coming down the pike. You know it won't last. It's always the lull before the storm in your life. So if you are with a hijackal or were raised by one, you'll recognize what I'm saying is true, right? I mean, it, it will ring a chord. So take a breath. Exhale completely and just let yourself know that may be true. Maybe it is true, but the pattern does not have to continue. You may not want to, but hopefully listening to this, you can see the possibilities that you were set up to put up with hijackal behavior, right? It was a setup. And that's what you came to expect. And you didn't come to expect better. And you didn't come to absolutely have boundaries that says, no, you won't treat me that way. I deserve better. Of course you don't. You have to learn that after you've been with a hijackal. And until you learn that, you're unwittingly drawn to it. So spend a little time today. Think about mom and dad, grandparents, close family members. Can you recognize a hijackal or two hidden in the past? Did they teach you how to dance around them? How not to anger them? How to stay out of their way? Did you believe what they told you about who you are and how you are? Can you think of things that they said to you that really, when you think of it, you think... Who says that to a kid? You know, my mother used to say to me, it's a good thing you're smart because you're fat and ugly. Now, would you say that to a kid? I wouldn't. But when you think about the impact of having that said to you frequently, wow. And maybe they didn't do it in words. Maybe they did it in behavior. So when you think about them can, and you recognize that maybe you were taught to dance around them, once you see it, you can't unsee it. You may want to deny it. Don't go down that path, okay? Look at it squarely. 
maybe you really have built up a wonderland of thinking mom and dad weren't that bad or mom and dad weren't that bad and I survived and all. But think about it. That is no way healthy for a child, no way to talk to a child, no way to talk about a child. And you may have all these things that come up where you really want to defend the hijackal parent or authority figure in your life. You may try with a partner even to defend them and take care of them and empathize and overly empathize. And you may things say things in your head like, oh, they had a tough life. Okay, but it was theirs. You don't have to take it on. Or you may say, no one seemed to understand her. So I'm here for her or him. Why? Who made you into a doormat? Why would you do that? It doesn't make you a good person to take bad behavior from people. Or you may have thought, oh yes, he was tough, but he had to be. Okay, maybe he had to be when he was growing up, but he didn't have to be with you. Honestly, don't make excuses for these people. It's not that you're going to blow up at them. You're not going to get angry at them in in their face because you know it's not going to do any good. I'm suggesting some things that you might be thinking that are holding you back from fully expressing who you are and to put an end to these things that you're thinking and making excuses for them so that that won't continue. So here's another one you might be thinking. Life was always a struggle for her. I know she had to take out her frustrations somewhere. And so you were the lucky target? Did that make it right on any level? No, she should have gone and handled her frustrations, got some help, and stopped taking it out on her kids. Don't make these excuses. You can understand that that happened to your parent, but that doesn't make it okay for how they treated you. Here's another one. Some people tell me this when they come in to work with me. You know, I was a hard kid to raise. So he or she, whichever parent was the problem, they had to do something. Okay, now you're going to take the blame for their bad behavior? No, 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 no. Don't do that. You didn't cause their bad behavior. That's a choice that they made. And maybe one more thought you may have. He or she really didn't mean it. Oh, yes, they did. And as a child, you have to believe that they don't mean it because how could they be so mean? How could they be so demeaning and belittling and degrading and dismissing and discounting? And how could they not care how I feel? And so you think, oh, they didn't really mean it. They were having a hard time. You know, all these excuses that I've just given you. That's the way the mind works. We want to take care of the person who hurt us because we think if we just get better, if we're more understanding, more patient, more compassionate, more nurturing, more loving, then they'll change. They won't. So you get the idea. Any of those things going on in your head? Is that how you defend your parent or your partner's self-interested behavior by any chance? If you do, you're caught in the hijackal trap. And you'll want to read my book, Escaping the Hijackal Trap, because you don't want to be trapped there. You know, a client once said this to me. Oh, it wasn't so bad once she learned how to dodge the bullets. Wow, is that what a childhood's supposed to be about? Learning to dodge the bullets from a parent who doesn't have 
love and empathy to give. So my questions immediately to the client were, what, you think children are supposed to be learning how to dodge bullets? That's not what childhood's about. And if that were what you thought it was about, is it a valuable life skill when you're four years old? No. And do you think it's possible that that behavior set you up for becoming a target? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, indeed it would. So my client began to realize that perhaps there was something to look at here. Did the client recognize that she had become a willing target? No, she never thought about it that way. She just thought, oh, there must be something wrong with me. I have to get better. I'm a terrible person. Oh, I'm a loser. I don't do anything right. That was the message she took from her parents' bad behavior or her ex-partner's bad behavior. In this case, it was her ex-partner. But she'd also heard it from her mother. So did she want to learn how to dodge bullets? No. Does she want to keep learning how to dodge bullets? Yes, because she wants to stay away from people with hijackle guns. <laughs> she doesn't want to dodge their bullets. She doesn't even want to be anywhere near them. So she was set up to be a target. It was familiar. So when she met her husband, she felt like she knew this person. You know, on some level, she really felt she knew and could manage with this behavior. And that's the problem. Because she was set up by having hijackle parents to think that she could do something about it or she wasn't good enough to have love or have attention or be validated. And so when the hijackle partner came along, this was familiar to her. You know, even though she was uncomfortable with it, she was comfortably uncomfortable with it. And we... The attraction was so strong that she swore he was her soulmate. Now, remember that love bombing thing? Of course, a hijackal can pretend to be your soulmate in a heartbeat. And then slowly you find out that that person doesn't exist. And unfortunately, then you get hooked on hope that that person that you met, that love bombing hijackle, is the real person and they're going to come back if only you're good enough or quiet enough or compassionate enough or loving enough or patient enough or not nagging or turning yourself into a pretzel and a doormat. That person wasn't real. They're not coming back. Got that? They are not coming back. That's not who they are. Who they are is the person who's showing you the bad behavior right now. So that's a big realization. Boom, you've got to get that. So that client that I was talking about, she recognized finally that this pattern existed and that her earliest understanding of how to be in a relationship was taught to her by watching her parents. And her father's behavior was demanding and cold and judgmental. And her mother just turned herself inside out and backwards to please him. And what did she learn? Oh, that's what you have to do to have a relationship. That's how relationships work. That's therefore what I should do. That's the way it is. And so therefore, she put off that vibe. And putting off that vibe, she was very attractive to hijackles. 
And then when she met one, she was really hopeful that they were going to treat her the way they did in the love bombing part. And she fell for it. Now, I'm happy to say that she's doing much better. You know, we worked together for a while, got this all straightened out in her head, put it back on the parents where it started from and gave her a fresh set of insights and skills and perception of who she is and how to calibrate and see those red flags. And if you're having trouble with that, go and get my free ebook, How to Spot a Hijackal. Just go to hijackals.com. You'll find it there. And you spell hijackals, hijack.com. And that's because my definition of a hijackal is a person who hijacks the relationship for their own purposes and then relentlessly scavenges it for power, status, and control. Sound familiar? You don't want those in your life. So lots of things that I've told you. You may not be exactly happy with what I've had to say today because it's opened maybe a little can of worms. You don't want it to be true. You may not want to think about yourself and your family in these terms. But it's time. It's time that you got out from under the family tree. It's time for you to be treated with respect and honesty and to be able to trust and not be betrayed. It's time. So if you've been with somebody who shoved you away yet demanded that you stay, that's the way that I talk about hijackals. They shove you away and demand that you stay at the same time. You don't want to go there again. And I can help you with that. That's why I have this podcast. That's why I've written so many books. That's why I have my membership program that you can enjoy. And it's called Optimize Circles. There's three levels of membership. So you can you can come in at whatever level you want. Just go to 4RelationshipHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash circles. The membership circles will give you lots of benefits. Um, my 21 Steps to Empowered Emotional Savvy email program, webinars, videos, and At the top level, two calls a month where a group comes together and asks me any questions they want. So if you're listening to this and you said, I've had it, I do not want another hijackal in my life and I don't want the one I have right now, what do I do? I'm here to help you. I know the pain of it. As I said, I was raised by hijackals. Of course I attracted hijackals. I had to learn. Nobody helped me. There wasn't any help then. That's why I developed all my programs, because I had to sort all this out. So I'm here to help you so you don't have to do the work that I had to do. And I've done it, and there's a whole lot out there for you. So be sure to go to 4RelationshipHelp, F-O-R, RelationshipHelp.com. And my YouTube channel has that same name, 4RelationshipHelp. So um, I have a weekly live stream on YouTube, Monday evenings at 6 p.m. Pacific Time. You're welcome to come on over there, join the conversation, ask your questions. So you can see I've got lots of things for you and I want to help you. I don't want you to go one more minute feeling less than, feeling confused, feeling put down, feeling demeaned and feeling like somebody needs to have power over you any longer. It is inappropriate and just wrong. People do not have power over other people. And now that you've heard all of this, you know that 
maybe you've been giving them that power over you and it's time to stop. And I'm here to help you stop. So yay, this is the day. You've heard why people are drawn to you that are hijackals. This is the day to say, mm -mm, shutting that door, closing that down. I am not going to be attractive to hijackals any longer, and I'm going to learn exactly what to do. And I hope you will. I'm so glad you were here. Come back next episode. Bring your friends. Tell everybody that you found some help so that they can find help. Even the ones that you don't think are in trouble, they may be. So just sending them a little note and saying, hey, you might want to give this a listen because Save Your Sanity podcast is available wherever people like to get their podcasts. So great things. Think on these things. And I'll look forward to talking with you in the next episode. And until then, be well. Talk soon. I'm so glad you spent this time with me today. I hope you heard something that touched your heart 